we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello everybody, this is Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. I apologize. I apologize. Many of you probably didn't notice this, but I did not release an episode last Monday. And I have taken pride that through the vicissitudes of life in the last seven years that I've had this podcast, nay, six years, six and a half. No, it's almost seven, 2016 that I've always released an episode on Monday. I think early in its, it, it's in, in its run, in its tenure back in 2016, 2017, some weeks I would do three or four episodes. Uh, more recently, it's been an episode a week, but I forgot to do it. And I think partly it's because the Cinema Rag, the other podcast that I do here, I've been moving that to YouTube, and so it just slipped my mind. So I apologize for that. Today we're going to talk about the death of Matthew Perry from Friends. And you might be asking, well, Gregory, how is this relatable? And I think this is highly relatable because Matthew Perry, like a lot of people who die young, it's, it's a tragedy, right? There's a reason that they don't do autopsies on 90-year-old people, but they'll do autopsies on people who died other ages unless uh, there's something that is suspicious because we're not meant to be dying at 54 and Matthew Perry died at 54 and I think a lot of you know regardless of what generation you're from who he is he played Chandler Bing the sarcastic one on Friends for 10 years and he suffered from uh, addiction to drugs and to alcohol a lot of this came out because when Friends was on I was in college and it was a very formative television show for a lot of people, because it, it, it went through 10 years of your life. And for most of the people who watch Friends, it's not like 70-year-olds were watching Friends. But it was typically people in their 20s and 30s. And if you look at where your life was when you started watching that show in 1994 and where you were in 2004 when it ended, 2003 maybe, you went through a lot of things in your life, maybe college, marriage, and so forth, breakups and whatnot. So the show was very formative, especially for the Gen X generation. And I think we can learn a lot from Matthew Perry because Matthew Perry had childhood trauma. I mean, he I don't I don't know if he's necessarily admitted this in his memoir, which was released yesterday or last year, I should say, but no doubt. I, I and I'm a firm a big proponent of this. It's like if you do you create or have an inordinate uh, attach attachment to drugs or another addiction like alcohol, porn, gambling, shopping. It's because there's some disordered, I guess, feedback loop in your mind, uh, for lack of a better description. Because not everybody who does these things gets hooked on it. Right? Not everybody who watches porn for one time is going to be hooked on it. Not everybody who drinks alcohol is going to be hooked on it. And with Matthew Perry, I think that there was something in his predisposition from childhood or whatnot that made him get hooked on it. 
no doubt in the 90s, as a creature of the 90s, a child of the 90s, he was probably doing some levels of drugs before he officially, what he says was, was he started taking Vicodin in the summer of 97 because he had an accident when he was water skiing. And at that point, I think he already had some issues with drugs because he talks about like, even before season three, you can start seeing his weight go down and go up. And he talks about how like when he was really skinny, it was he was hooked on on drugs, on Vicodin. And he's talked about how on some days he was taking 55 Vicodin a day on some days. And he doesn't remember when he watches episodes of Friends from seasons four, five, and six, he doesn't even remember doing those episodes. Later, he got overweight, and that was, he said, because of the drinking. So... Not everybody who does these things gets hooked on them. So there's a predisposition to it. Some would say like, well, it's the alcohol gene or the drug gene that runs through our family. It's for that reason. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I would say that in this world, I talk about in that episode I did probably two, three months ago about how America is in a collective depression, how no doubt we are using things to self-medicate, to check out, in other words, to, to leave the stresses or horror or whatever you want to talk about of this world. And I mean, look, drugs are pretty readily available, even prescription drugs that people use off-label. You look at marijuana in many states is legal. People are definitely self-medicating with that. And then alcohol, of course, is, is, is a humongous one. And I think that we need to learn from Matthew Perry because Matthew Perry... At one point, especially when Friends was on, was at the peak of fame. I mean, he dated Julia Roberts. He dated, he went on dates with Cameron Diaz. I mean, when he was younger, he had the whole world at his disposal. And I'm sure he would admit that he didn't really enjoy it. Because when you have an addiction, you are a slave to that addiction. And I think for many men and women, when we think about what's the definition of success, if you ask an 18-year-old, What's the definition of success? They're going to say what? Money, 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 fame, money, money, fame, hot spouse, money. And I think you look at people, not just Matthew Perry, but you can look at other famous people that died from drug and alcohol. Whitney Houston and Heath Ledger, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Kurt Cobain. I mean, the list goes on and on. These people had all the fame and the wealth. And it wasn't enough, right? They couldn't enjoy it. They were a slave to their addictions. And we need to learn from that, guys. We need to learn from that. To truly be optimized, we need to look and do a hard look at our childhood. I've talked about it over at Confessions of an Obese Child. I had an alcoholic, rageaholic father. He was a Jekyll and Hyde, depending on who he was drinking. Then my mother was kind of just aloof and checked out and depressed. And I think maybe she was depressed because she was dealing with a rageaholic husband. Either way, I didn't get I didn't get nurturance as a child. I didn't get that. And so I turned to food because food was readily accessible. And so we need to look at our own childhood because look, there's going to be people that drink a glass of wine and have no attachment to it. They don't need to drink to excess or shop to excess and they have moderation and that's what we need right there's nothing in itself that's inherently bad it's when we grow an attachment a disordered attachment to it 
That's bad. Even with something like drinking, you look at the Bible. The Bible doesn't condone drinking. It condones drunkenness. There's a difference. So we need to look at our childhood to see what makes us who we are today. And if anybody, and most of you already know, if you have a predilection toward addiction, you already know, right? Because you already are drinking too much, smoking too much, shopping too much, gambling too much, watching porn too much. You already know. Unless you're like 15 and you're watching this or listening to this, you already know. We need to, we need to end it because ultimately, depending on what the addiction is, it could lead to a shorter life expectancy and no doubt a, a lesser quality of life. So even if it's something like shopping, you're going to be, you know, not have as much money as you could if you weren't shopping. Same for gambling. But no doubt with drugs and alcohol, you're going to push people away. You're going to alienate people. You're going to, people are going to leave your life. Uh, and it's horrible. And it's horrible. So we don't want to end up like Matthew Perry. We don't want to end up as a cautionary tale. And, 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 and I worry, like, soon I'll do an episode of Britney Spears, right? We don't want to end up like these, these people who die young for no reason. It's because they, they didn't do the deep work to optimize themselves. We want to live as much of a holistic life as possible. Nobody's got a perfect life. Many of you might have debilitating uh, medical problems. Maybe you have hypertension, high cholesterol. You might have diabetes. You might have anxiety, depression. And the first thing we, we got to do is not go toward the big pharma drugs because all big pharma drugs have adverse effects and many of them are habit forming. You look at the benzodiazepines, the family that Xanax comes from, Ativan. These are habit forming. And there's others. And we have to remember when we take and pop those pills in, we are making a Faustian pact with the devil. And for whatever benefit that comes from it, there's always going to be an adverse effect. Even stuff that's over the counter that we don't really think about, like Tylenol and Advil. These do have adverse effects. There are hepatotoxins, in particular to Tylenol. So when we do have our problems, we need to try to exhaust the holistic ways to fix it. And we talk about that quite a bit here. So like with diabetes, we can remedy type 2 diabetes if we radically change our diet and modify our exercise or do exercise and other things. When it comes to high cholesterol, when it comes to hypertension, you can change your food. Consume more cinnamon, for example. When it comes to depression, we know cleaning up your gut health, working on your microbiome, eating more prebiotic, probiotic food makes a difference. Right? Serotonin is made in the gut. Also, Sun, sunlight, exercise, talking to people, right? These are ways that are not drug interventions. The SSRIs, the most famous category of antidepressants, read the, the, the leaflets, the inserts. It says, higher rate of suicidal and homicidal ideation. Speaking of, let's pray for the people in Maine. So we don't want to go down the road of drugs and alcohol. I don't, I don't think I need to like, you know, this is not shocking news, but if any of you are saddled with an addiction, I will definitely pray for you. And no doubt I have lingering addictions uh, to food from my childhood, but I am blessed or I made smart decisions or whatever that I didn't go down the roads of drug and alcohol and porn and, and, and things like this. But if you are in this area for whatever reason, for the sake of your family, and, and even if you don't have family, for the sake of your own being, do the deep work and confront the demons that cause you to have this addiction and do the best you can 
to fix it. You might not be successful. You might be successful. You look at Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry had the money to go to rehab and be in constant rehab. And you look at other actors that were able to purge their addictions to alcohol and drugs. I think of like Bradley Cooper. He has been pretty honest about that. Ben Affleck, Rob Lowe. These guys have, have admitted, certainly Robert Downey Jr., these guys who've had their history of drugs and alcohol and they were able to, to shake it off. Not to quote Taylor Swift there. So it's possible, but what is more important to do than to optimize your life by getting rid of the addiction? And I get it. There's a lot of just self-defeatism, right? Because you've been dealing with this demon for so long. But in the long run, especially if you have family, you gotta, you gotta tackle this. You gotta confront the demons, guys. Because you gotta love yourself. You gotta love yourself. God loves you. And you gotta just do the deep work to fight the demons. Guys, please rate and review wherever you're listening to this. Uh, there's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal and one's for the website that hosts all the Eclectico Gregorio feeds, all four of them. Of course, the Cinema Rag, the newest one, is no longer... I mean, the old episodes, there's about 200 episodes that are still on Apple and Spotify. But go check it out on YouTube if you want to see what I look like. And there's fresh videos going on over there. Until next time, take care. God bless. And please, please pray. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.